Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. I have the infamous, the legendary, the mythical Nick Carlson here. Who's he talking about? You. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I had to give you a nice grand entrance. That was a little ridiculous. That I'd, was good. That was <laughs> that's, good. That's my personality. But see, a it, take, ridiculous. It, it takes an amazing person to know an amazing person, right? Exactly. I don't know if you're talking about me, but... Of course. Why wouldn't it be? Oh, no. Your dad always takes that compliment and to his he, head. He can... Yeah, he can... He can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's awesome. Well, everybody, this is part two of how to sell. I don't know if we're going to continue with it or if we just kind of throw in sales episodes and just different parts of the process and theories and the whole nine into it. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind keeping at least the one that we did and this one together. Sure. So we can kind of go a little back to back, a little one two punch. That's fine. And keep in mind, guys, this, these are theories none of them not there's nothing ever set in stone and there's always going to be an adjustment a tweak an add-on a takeaway uh from everything we're saying so just understand this is not this is not like this is what has currently worked it's currently worked i've tested it i know it works um especially in my market and there's other markets and different folk different flavors for different folks so people that are listening to us in italy it may not work for you. Yeah, I'm, I don't really know. So I you might be on the paper route. I yeah. Uh, who who knows? So just keep that in mind, guys. We're not sitting here trying to beat you over the head with all this. This is our current market. Yeah, what we think's best, and we're trying to absolutely help you um, with your life and how you you know you you get through it and how you make some money. So money. <clears throat> jumping back into this conversation, guys. Thanks for joining us again on Life in the Fast Lane. It's been an absolute. Uh, joyous ride with you so far and we're going to continue this um so let's get back into it you know when you're when your customers are entering your system and you've advertised to them they've called you now you're in contact with them okay so now now it's all about kind of that think of it like i always go back to dating because we all date right we all date an, another person um when you when you start dating let's say a male dates a female you know we're, we're always trying to like typically do our best and give our best and take her to nice restaurants and you know yeah, the good old honeymoon period. The, the honeymoon period right well you have that in business and each customer feels that they you may not feel it you feel like it's copy paste repeat copy paste repeat and and once you have a good system a good flow going on don't try to change it yeah like i literally when we go to trade shows i hate to say this to everybody that that comes to trade shows and sees me i say the same shit over and over I use the same line, literally spaced out in in maybe five to ten minute increments to, to the beginning of every conversation. It's always, "Hey man, how much mulch you put down?" Yeah, you know, and it's it, it's meant to start a conversation where they have to give me an answer. And a lot of times, the worst answer I can get is, "Oh, we don't do mulch." And I go, "What do you do? Do you put down rocks? Do you you tell me about your business?" People love to tell you about their business. Yeah, right. So once I get them to open up. Then they start basically telling me all the information I need to know to then Work help from them. Help, yeah, help inform them on how Mulchmate potentially can help. Sometimes I don't help them with Mulchmate. Sometimes I try to sell them a product that we don't even sell. Yeah. Because I have an experience with it and I think it can help them. And my goal is at that point is I'm trying to turn that person into another salesperson for us. So when they walk away from our booth, they go, the people over at Mulchmate are fantastic to work with or talk to. Exactly. And then and then that word spreads and it spreads and spreads. For you guys, service-based companies, nail salons, whatever. Say you own a liquor store. 
Yeah. Same thing. Like when you when people walk in your door, you you have the opportunity to infect them with a positive energy, or you can just stand behind the counter and wait for them to ring the booze they want to buy. That's why Christos by us does so well. Really? Yeah. So the owner, if he doesn't have it on the shelf, his main thing is if I don't have it here, I will find it for you and I'll get it for you. There you go. You know, and that's just that's how his personality's been and how he helps everybody there every day. Perfect. So, so that's exactly what I'm talking about. So when it comes to like a service based business, that that customer's expecting that honeymoon phase and they're wanting to hold that as long as possible. Yeah. Keep in mind <clears throat> there's two types of customers that I've ever noticed. There's the people, the simple ones for me, which are I know that my yard looks like crap and um, landscape business, for instance, you know, yeah. that that's what my old business was. So I'm using that for instance, but you can translate this into a lot of different things. But they come to you because they either A, know nothing, but they know they want to improve upon their landscaping, or let's say a financial advisor. They don't know anything about finances. They just know they have a few dollars and they want to invest it and make it grow while they sleep. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at money. Um, or there's a second type of customer that knows exactly what they want. And you have to get that vision out of their head into your mind, paint it the picture for them again, show it to them, confirm that that's what they want. If they want purple elephants in their front yard, give them a purple fucking elephant in their front yard. Yeah. Like, stop fighting them. Yes. Is the resale value down? Sure. They don't give a shit. They want a pink That's or purple what they want. Elephant. That's what they want. So give them what they want. So you basically, here, here it is. Give them what they want or be the professional and advise them on the best way to improve the landscape of their house and give them the best bang for their buck, the least amount of maintenance, and be able to up the value of their home. Yeah, and there's a lot of things. Is like When it comes to landscaping, there's I'm not going to say a lot of clients, but there are select clients where they're like, I want this specific rock. It's like, that's not in our region. Because yeah. like our region, I, I believe, is it grays and reds because of the clay? I think That's, it's grays and reds, roughly. Reds come out of uh, Virginia because it's very, very clay down there. It's not yeah. nearly as clay here. It's just it's closer to the – it's regional. Sure. So we have the regional rocks and the colors that match it here. Sure. And if you want the like the grays and blues and there's, like, really, really, really nice stones, they have to come in from, like, California. Sure. So if you tell them, like, hey, we can get it, but we have to wait X amount of time. A different price point. Exactly. But you have to paint the picture and just let them know, hey – it's going to take us some time to get this here because mm -hmm. of, you know, the mining or the, the cutting of the, the rock. So it's have the expectation painted, but also be able to give the expectation of like, look, it's not going to be now. It's going to be six weeks. Sure. And also, you just reminded me of something else. Qualifying your customer before you ever even leave your office or drive over to them yes. or spend any more of your time on them. So get... Do not be afraid to get some basic information. First off, get their contact information. Yes. You need to get that. Whether or not you sell them or not, get it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, businesses aren't sold based upon what equipment they have. Like everybody thinks that, you know, oh, I have an excavator. I have this equipment or that equipment or I have this retail location that they're a business and they're sellable. No, you're not. Because any fucking Yahoo can go sign a lease on a building. Any Yahoo can go get a skid loader any yahoo can get a lawnmower you're not special yeah it's like having children having children is what our entire being is about People, now it is a blessing though it's a blessing but like we are designed to do that yeah it's not actually special what's special is is when you take that blessing that you have and you incubate it into an amazing human being yeah that's where you become a very special parent so anyway getting back to business and you know building the sales and trying to get all that Qualifying your customer is a game changer, meaning 
you don't need to get an exact figure out of them, but just a ballpark. Like, what are they expecting to spend? Yeah. And and they're going to fight you on this. I I, I couldn't. I, it was always a struggle to get people to to tell me. You know why? My opinion. You know why they couldn't give you like a or or they wouldn't they weren't willing to give you the budget because. I don't know. I feel like there's a couple facets to it of like they don't want you to know what they can afford so that they can try saving some money. That was what I originally thought. Yeah. What I ultimately found was they didn't have a freaking clue. Yeah. They had no idea what they wanted to spend. All they knew is they wanted something. Well, that's the thing is like when I did that job that collapsed my company essentially is and that there was many other facets that went into it is that I didn't have, you know, within the documentation of job order changes and things like that. So we just ended up doing the work because I was like, well, it's within the contract and I have to do my, my means of doing good essentially. And that's, that's one of the areas that I messed up, but the homeowner didn't know exactly how much the project cost and they wanted a, um, what is it called? A rain garden put in, which is essentially a area for your water that comes off of your roof to go into your property and not go into the road down the drains and all that straight into the bay because we're here in the Chesapeake Bay watershed. And um, they wanted the water to just go into the front of their yard and seep through the soil bed. Totally different story. Um, and they wanted so they wanted the rain garden. They wanted a pathway along the house. They wanted a concrete slab poured next to... Uh, um, their side door and then they wanted stuff done in the backyard and they're like you know oh yeah well we have a fifteen thousand dollar budget i was like that's not going to cover half of this project Mm -hmm. you know and i wasn't trying to do that to be cocky it was just that the materials alone just in the rock is a lot yeah you know that's a couple grand just in materials on the rock alone Mm -hmm. then we have the excavation of the front yard Mm -hmm. and we're doing this in the winter so i have project scheduling going around it plus snow plus this plus that then we have to like the part that really killed me is there was no snow in the forecast when we started the project yeah i rented the equipment Uh for a certain date i got the equipment and it had to sit there for two weeks and i had to pay for it for the two weeks nope and i didn't sign or get approval from the homeowner that if the machine's there for so long that they have to pay for it so I ultimately ended up eating it because I didn't have that in my contract. Uh, and that ruined me. It was like $2,000 that came out of my pocket. Uh, it sucks. Plus the time from my guy there. Mm-mm. So that sucks. it was bad. That's really bad. So, was that that week that it rained for like a week straight? Um, I think it So we had a snowstorm. It was like eight inches or so. Oh, it was the it was one of the really big ones that we had. Because oh. was, this was like two years ago, Shit. and that was when you had like 14 inches. It was like eight inches here, mm-hmm. and then there was nothing up north. Mm. So the machine just sat there, and then we I think we had rain later, but I cannot remember. Mm. Yeah, mulch, or, uh, Snowmate plow that snow, by the way. Suck it. Yeah. Everybody's like, Andy, Snowmate can't push anything. It's the freaking tractor, by the way, and the tractor's actually way better than you think. Yeah, and remember, it's not wait until the storm's over. It's you have to do it within certain increments. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you don't eat a whole pizza in one big bite. Yeah, everything has limits. Everything has limits. Anyway. Including yourself. Yeah, we all do. Uh, me included. Um, so getting back on the whole sales deal, you know, managing that expectation before you ever show up and getting the budget, getting the scope of work before you show up. And then also what I had also done was I had always... It, well, I shouldn't say always. I, at towards the end of my career, learned that what I had done was I basically what I called put up guardrails for my customers. Before I even showed up, I said, here's what we offer and here's how basically we go about it. 
tell me your wish list. Yeah. Right? And so that wish list would tell me whether or not it was going to be a customer that would fit our needs. Something else a lot of people do, especially early on in business, um, as we grow and get older, this, for whatever reason, seems to get easier. Like, if you look at the big boys in business, it doesn't matter what industry, um, they do this really well. Telling people no. Yeah. Say, no, that's not how this goes. X, Y, and Z, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um, so learning to say no and not taking on every single job is a big, big thing. Now, I know, I do understand when you're new in business, you literally need every freaking job you can get. Yeah. But there's a timeline to that, right? In the very beginning, yeah, you take it all, but then that only should last a certain period of time, six months, a year at the most. Yeah. And then it should get into, you should refine the lane that you're in and you should be able to pave that road. And, and you, what you basically want to do is you want to send every single customer down the same road every single time. Yeah, you and look, that's one of the other problems I had too, was being able to say no of just, oh yeah, we can do these all these large projects. I'd like to get in a little bit of everything. That's that's a side hustle. Yeah, that's, and that's where one of the problems was is I wasn't going, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to focus on growing a landscape company uh-huh. or a lawn maintenance company first. And then you go, okay, we're going to start doing property service management, mm-hmm. which is mowing, mulching, weeding, trimming the bushes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then it's, okay, now we're going to get into installations. And that's where I didn't give myself that ability to structure, and then I ultimately failed. Versus where you said, okay, we're going to take on these things. We're going to have the structure. We're going to collect the data. We're going to collect you know, everything from A to Z, you know, and the implementation of it is very key. It's so much cheaper to... I'm going to use a really terrible word, interrogate somebody on their budget and their expectations. Uh, it's so much easier to have that conversation because that'll take you 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You don't leave. You don't spend any fuel money. You don't waste time talking to somebody and getting somebody's hopes up and then trying to be the hero. Don't be the freaking hero. Yeah. In this situation... You this need is, to be honest. You need to be honest. You need to say, these are these are the, the guidelines, at least in my company. This is what we are able to do or not do. Does it work? And if it works, great. The other thing I would suggest is you know, as you grow, you'll you'll learn that there are certain things that you probably should stay away from that yeah. you're just not great at, or it's just doesn't fit in your scope of work. Just take take for instance, um, in the landscape realm, doing like irrigation. Yeah. Excuse me, irrigation is very profitable. You can make a lot of money, but the problem is, is that it requires a license when you hook it to the house. Yeah. So have a have a a plumber friend, and you say, hey man, every house I do, I need you to do X. Have him lined up. Or say you want to do landscaping, but you don't want to do hardscaping. Well, go to a buddy and say, hey, man, or find somebody that does hardscaping, build a relationship with them and say, hey, I'll give you all my hardscaping jobs if you give me all the landscaping jobs. And yeah. you know, build that rapport so that when you go to the customer, you go, yeah, no problem. We actually sub that contract out, but your contract will all be through us. And then the people that show up at the job site are going to be this, through this company. Through this company, just understand that. And, yeah. and you set that expectation you know, very early on. And so... Hence why having expectations is... is key. key. It's key, though. People that say expectations are, are a bad thing are, are people that don't want any kind of responsibility, is what is what that is. And yeah. that's, I don't know, is that a hippie mentality? I don't understand why that's even a thing. I don't I, know. That's a bad rabbit hole that we can go down <clears throat> yeah. that I don't think we should. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to go down that road right now. Um, but getting back to making money, making sales. So you've now qualified your customer, and you you feel that this particular customer is, is a good person to, to quote-unquote, waste your time with. Yeah. Right? So you um, 
you you decide we're going to set up a time and we're going to you know meet and so you don't ever want to leave the timing up to the customer what you would like to do is you're going to want to give them a range of your time so sh- what you're doing is you're showing the strength and organization of your company when you say i have this time slot this time slot or this time slot available yeah take my carlson coaching program for instance you go to multimateusa.com and you go on there i have time slots laid out that match my schedule yeah you go on there you can buy time slot with me for an hour and we can get nitty-gritty in your business and i will respect your time and you'll hear me say over and over Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep the single on the rails. Let's get you as much value in this one hour as we can. If you want to extend it, we can extend it. But if that time slot's available. so And you communicate it with your family. Hey, these are the times if yep. I have something coming up that is scheduled for this, for this reason. Correct. And so when you do that with your customers, they're like, wow, this person's structured. They have their act together. You can use something like a, um, what is it? What's that program? Calendarly? Yeah, Calendly. Like? Calendly? Yeah. Um, Brian that's- sent me that for the other day. That's why we have the podcast set up with him. Oh, really? Yep. Well, yeah, I knew about that forever now. Somebody used it on me years ago, and I was like, that's brilliant. I yeah. love that. So you can set something like that up and just literally text a link over to your customer and say, here's my calendar. Pick a time. I need to figure out like the DocuSign stuff, but without having to pay like a DocuSign subscription. You, there's nothing you can't. Yeah. Well, that's the problem is like sometimes like when you're using some of the CRMs that we have within the industry, you can set up your estimates. But the problem is, is adding the terms and conditions, you can't set it within that format it has to be a totally another document that you have to send with it right and granted yeah you can send it with the estimate but you have to remember to set it or find a way to make it so that it automatically sends with the estimate so it's just one of those things like i wish i could just build out the estimate myself make it so that it's within my format send it to the client then they can sign it and then we could then build out the contract or the schedule per se within the crm and then bill them through that yeah yeah, that's that's big. Um, that's actually something that I had talked about here at Dawson about two or three years ago is doing the whole electronic signing instead of, you know, the, the old school way. And I, I don't know why that fell to the wayside, but I just texted my team and said, hey, we need to relook into that again because I, I, it's one it's more It's so much easier because then it, instead of having them print it out and then sign it and yeah. then they have to scan it and then f- fax it or send it via email, it, it's just so much easier to just see it on your phone. Yep. That's like when you – um did everything with your truck i did everything you did everything with the truck mm-hmm. you we were on a mission and we were going to succeed in mm-hmm. you know getting that mission taken care of and you came back got in the truck did a little bit of paperwork at the Nothing. at the all in this finance office but beyond that it was really quick simple you were back on the truck back on the road and we all made it to kentucky yeah so the story that he's referencing guys my old truck i had a 16 f350 platinum dually yeah check out uh podcast number four Okay, and it blew up on the way to Kentucky and West Virginia. Uh, drove back to Maryland, bought a truck that was like the only truck available that I could find, hundred thousand dollar truck, and then drove back, picked up my trailer, ditched my old truck in West Virginia, got to Kentucky five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we got done. We we completed our mission, as you said. So, it's super important, guys, to make this process for your customers super easy. So now you showed up to the property. Or you, I'm using landscape or the or the customer showing up to your facility. It's all now about the experience. So the experience comes from a lot of different things. First off, have a clean car, right? Yes. Or or clean office, or you know, a clean building, or a clean parking lot. Um, you know, if you're subleasing or leasing a, a, a you know brick and mortar location, make it as nice as you can. Paint, caulk, and a backpack blower can go a long way. Clean the parking lot. 
keeping the front entrance nice and a bottle four nine and a rag. Yeah. Like clean glass. All those things make a big, big difference. The second thing is is your appearance. So if you're a man, dude, shave your face. Don't worry, I'm going tomorrow. I know. Kyle Kyle is a woolly mammoth right now. Um like you should not be going more than a day or two between shaving. Like if you have a beard, cool. Keep it cleaned up. If you're female, man, take the time and do your nails. Take the time and keep your hair nice and you know, do your makeup. You look beautiful. Use that to your advantage. When when it's not a bad matter of being beautiful, it's a matter of being put together and giving that subconscious mind of that customer that enters your building or you go to their job site or whatever and they smell your perfume or they smell your If they can look at cologne. you and go, this is a p- well-put-together person I want to do. Like, this is the first thing I normally think of is they're put together very well. I want to do business with them. That's Correct. why I like going to the social. So even, yeah, even, yeah, exactly. Even like how you drive your vehicle up in park it at a customer's property. I always back in. Always back in or when you, like watch your speed when you pull in, show up 10 minutes early, don't be in a rush to get out of the car. Uh, take for instance restaurants restaurants a good restaurant you'll see the people walk and they move at a nice clip but it's like a fast walk it's not a run yeah so run means you're it's like an emergency situation oh shit i gotta go there's a fire in the building there's a fire in the building a slow walk is you're lazy and a nice brisk let's move i think the actual mile per hour is like 3.3 mile an hour is what you're actually shooting for like there's actual statistical data on it's funny that's the fit the speed you fish at for rockfish there's probably a reason the universe says that that's the correct speed. Yeah. That's the speed that attracts the most. You're trying to attract a fish, right? Or trying to attract a customer. When you, um, you know, when you enter a building, make sure you close the door behind you. Make sure you're not looking all over someone's house. You know, be observant as far as the exterior of the home. Don't, you know, if they offer you a glass of water, take it. Yes. Take the water, even if you don't want it. If you want coffee, if they offer you coffee, take the coffee. If you don't like it, suck it up, buttercup. It, that's something I learned years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a bunch of customers would um, would offer me a cookie, uh, a drink, uh, this or that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I don't know why I ever said that. Yeah, I've tried to be very cognizant because I have a client that um, is over in the Lithicum area. And every time I go over, he goes, hey, would you like a water? Would you like a Coke? I'm like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a water. And he's like, are you sure you don't want a Coke or anything? I was like, I appreciate it. But I'm like, I tried to explain to him in a kind manner like, if I drink soda while I'm working and it's this hot out, I it tends to make me not feel good. So I just say I, I would appreciate a water. You and I did in those situations. Instead of getting all serious on them, I used it to make a, a funny. Oh uh, yeah, like, I'm trying to watch my girlish figure. And that people love the comedy. They love that you're so relaxed and you're so quick and witty. Yeah, it means your mind is clear, your head trash is clear. It means you're going to perform well on their project. So. The customer will always give you a, a clue into into what kind of person they are, how they want to act. And typically, if you always refer to back to being comfortable and funny and engaging and study how much you look at them. Like, you and I look at each other here when we're doing the podcast, but not a lot. Like, I tend to stare out in the space because I'm, I'm seeing what I'm about to say in front of me. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at a blank wall right now a lot. I do that, that a lot. That is, what is it, the teleprompter? That's my, t- yeah, I'm looking at a blank wall, guys, right now. There's nothing on it and I'm kind of visualizing everything I'm saying before I say it. So like as I'm speaking, I'm already in my mind, I'm like four or five sentences ahead, like thinking about the next thing and I don't even realize I'm actually talking. I don't know if that's how everybody else works, but that's how I work. Um, so 
Take it's funny because I do the same thing when I'm I'm looking at these four pieces of Velcro on the wall. Yeah, and like I don't know why I go through like as like so you know how like you read a book you you know left to right left to right I kind of do the same thing as I'll start left go right for some reason. It's just the human psyche, right? So we you have to play on that. So anyway, you get to the customer's house or they walk into your showroom, have it clean, have the showroom clean, have the car clean, be prepared for success. Once you engage with them, shake their hand you know, somehow or another engage with them on a more personal level, you know, ask them how their day is and then truly ask them how their day is. Not yeah. just like, how's it going? Like it, it, it bugs the hell out of me. Gavin did this yesterday. One of our, um, our fab guys here, we were at uh, Eastwood buying some plasma cutting tips. I was wondering why you guys buzzed out. Yeah. We went and, um, we got that and we got the new shirts and all that for Dawson manufacturing. And, um, they had asked him for his full name, his, his phone number and his email good business practice right very very good the guy was not very personal and it and normally they're very much are in there so he needs to get his act together but gavin being a 20 year old i think he's 20 he doesn't realize this but they're like what's your name he's like gavin uh and he says last name's bennett and he goes how do you spell that and he goes uh, b-e-n-n-e-t-t and i'm like dude slow the hell down why are you doing that to him the brain can't handle it. Brains yeah. love things and typically in threes is what I've learned. If you if you Google this, you'll you'll find a lot of data, statistical data on it. And it's why like our zip code here at Dawson Manufacturing is is two one zero six one. But I don't say it that way. I say two ten sixty one. Yeah. Because it's like three chunks of if you say one zero, it's two numbers. But if you say ten, it's one number. Right? So two ten sixty one. Yeah that's how you want to interact with these customers so when you tell them your phone number or you interact with them don't be in such a hurry to get out of there you want to you, you want to take that time to incubate that that relationship and take notes right like i have customers here at dawson manufacturing and i know there's a guy named frank he he runs one of the biggest landscape companies in the country he's in the top 50 list and i know his exact favorite snack <laughs> do you know what it is I know I told you uh, a long time ago. I have. I don't think you told me. Eh, maybe it wasn't you. You may not have been here. I know he's got a monkey. Hey, Wiggles. It's our puppy, Wiggles. He just showed up and wanted to introduce himself on the podcast. Hi, Bobo. Um, Say, give me a mic. I'll tell you who's fired. Yeah, he is our HR. So, Frank, great guy. Love him to death. His favorite snack is popcorn. Really? So, that's just me paying attention. Actually, I actually, I actually have a picture. I took a picture of him working, and he had a bucket of popcorn behind him. That's awesome. Oh, she getting some Fisher's popcorn. They sell it at David's Market up in uh, Odington. I just saw it the other day. I would say, yeah, I'd, I'd send a uh, bucket down to him for great, Christmas or that's something. That's a great idea. I need to do that. You're welcome. Yeah, it's very good. See, the great minds think alike, right? Uh, let me see here. Because Fisher's, I don't know if Fisher's is all over the U.S. or not, but I know it's it's big in Ocean City. It, it and is. Every time anybody goes to Ocean City, they're like Fisher's popcorn. You have to get it. Send Frank popcorn and Fisher's done note taken i just texted myself so i'll go back to my text and figure that out so there you go guys there's another great tip for you is find something that you can relate to not necessarily do i like popcorn sure but it doesn't have to be popcorn but you know typically customers they they're either very standoffish and you have to kind of crack them open which we do at trade shows constantly yeah i mean i am i'm not gonna say i'm the god of it but like i'm very good at Taking somebody that's being very walled up, right, and then learning how to help 
I'm not gonna say break the walls down. I'm gonna say I'm gonna help. I'm gonna say help lower the walls. Yeah, these walls are there to protect them. I understand why they have them, but at the you same time, you don't want a Trojan horse them. You just want to say, hey, look, like it's okay. The kingdom's open. Let's okay. chat. Yeah, and I tell people all the time at trade shows, I'm like, look, we're all here to learn and grow and 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 help one another. Let's have that conversation. Yeah, right. And I think that's a really good, clean way of doing it. Now, again. If you're a landscaper or you're a service-based business, the best thing to do when you show up to somebody's property is say, "Hey, you know, let, tell me your wish list. Yeah. What, do, what do you really want out of this? Why, you know, why exactly do you want us here? Um, I'd love to know more about your dreams." And what what that does is it allows them to have the floor. And once yeah. they have the floor, they begin to feel more and more comfortable. And then, typically, comfort with comfort comes their wallet starts to open. Yeah. So by the time it comes time to, you know, sell them on on the project. It's much easier. So let's get into that. You've gotten there. You've made a personal connection. You know their wish list. You've gotten a basic idea on budget. You've probably told them it's not enough. Yeah. They just, they're not you. They're not the professional, right? They don't know what it costs to wire an entire house or run plumbing through a house. Oh, that's an episode I'd like to do too is understanding your market. Yeah. So like when it comes to pricing, like are you the highest or are you the low? Like not necessarily setting yourself – to being that middle guy so that you're always picked for the project but setting like hey look like the reason we are the price we are is because we do x y and z because it's the value that you give yeah you're not giving the features you're giving the benefits of why you are Correct. the best for that project Correct. like mulch mate's not not sold the price of mulch mate is not based upon materials used yeah based on value added yeah that's how it's priced same with all the other all the products we sell and and you know like take the heated hand grips for instance i'll give you i'll give you the trick with that one um we have heated hand grips that you can attach to any mower keeps your hands nice and warm in the winter if you're plowing or out pushing leaves or just cutting grass i mean it's cold right now and, and like my property it's needs to be cut freezing it's right now freezing it's tw- it was 22 degrees when i got my truck this morning dude so, my high it'll kicked on like that this oh, morning I'm sure, I'm sure it did um but like the uh, the the heated hand grips, you know, I could have priced them right now. They're priced at forty nine ninety nine, and it's a great value. It's a simple thing, and the reason I picked that number um, was yes, we're going to make a little bit of profit, which is why we're in business. Durr, um, you don't do this stuff in for business free. Business in general is to make profit, unless you're a nonprofit. Well, even nonprofits make money. I don't, yeah. really, I don't even want to hear that one. But um, you know, I could have priced it higher. You know, I could have priced it lower, but I felt like that number was a good solid number where people were like, yeah. I love the idea. It's easy to put on my mower, and I can swipe my credit card for fifty bucks. What, what what the heck is fifty bucks? No big deal. I'm gonna have those heated grips for years on my mower. Yeah, per- perfect. You know they're they're you can you can literally wash them in the washer and dryer. Yeah, and it's not even that you're you you are making an ROI. You're making a benefit to your life because you're not having cold hands when you're mowing. And the you know I'm not gonna call it winter because you don't mow in the winter because grass doesn't grow. But you're mowing in the colder times, so you're not making yourself miserable. Right, and it's it's not just, you know, cold hands can be in April. Yeah. Right? Especially so, during the spring showers. Like, if you get, like, a nice mist, you're chilly. It's chilly. And to, just to crack open the, the, the heated hand grips and put them on low, that is such a nice luxury to have. And the thing is, is that you're, you're out there working your tail off. Why not try to be somewhat comfortable? Yeah. Like, I'm working on another product right now that probably won't get released until next year, but I'm, I'm working on getting it going. It's another one of those items that will, will kind of follow suit with the heated hand grips, and it's it's all about just making it either for yourself a more comfortable experience or – that's Wiggles growling. What are you growling at, Wiggles? Uh, I was like, what like I don't like the wind. I was like, what the heck is the noise? Um, it's not me. Yeah, no. Or it's not my stomach either. Um, but it, um, you know, it's all about – 
either making your life better while you're out there working or it's about making your team's life better or your family life better anything that you can make better and easier and eat up less time and less money that's a win right yeah. so now you've got this customer you know the basic budget it's probably too low you know basically the scope of work now it's time for you to start painting a very beautiful picture yeah and the idea here is not to go in and go here's a list of materials we're going to use Right, we're gonna plant these azaleas. We're gonna put in this low voltage lighting. We're gonna, you know, put down this ground cover. We're gonna build this retaining wall. It's not about that. The, if you can afford it, and you can go on Fiverr and get this done, and I've been preaching this to people forever in landscaping. I wish it was available when I was doing it. But you can pay people hundred bucks, two hundred bucks to do a three D flyby rendering of a property after you do all the um, design work in yeah. a computer, and just show them that. Don't give it to them because they'll take it to some other landscaper and have them bid it out, and they're not going to do as good a job because other other landscape companies just going to try to underbid you. Yeah. So, if you can take and sell them on the the end end product, what it's going to look like at the very end, that's what they're most in, interested in. And then once you've got that, here's here's how to close a sale, Mister Smith. Check you know check out this 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 imagery and all this right. What do you think? Oh, Nick, I love it. Kyle looks fantastic. Wow, that's that's really beautiful. Okay, so here here is what this is going to cost you to make this exact thing a reality, right? And they go, oh wow, that's that's a lot of money. I wouldn't expect it to be that high. It's always what they're going to say. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Everybody wants to pay less. I want to pay less. You want to pay less. Everybody wants to pay less. There's very little people out there that are just like, eh, here's the money. You know who ever spent money like that with me? The people that didn't have it. Yeah. Typically, the people that didn't have it would just throw money around like it was crazy. Well, that's the funny thing is, is not necessarily to give that one job away because, you know, I don't want to name drop anything, but mm -hmm. the the uh, job doing that. Uh, Jane Doe. Yeah, Jane Doe. Um, they kind of did the same thing was, you know, wow, that, that project costs a lot more. And then once the uh, I gave them the price for like the total of what we were going to do and we kind of went through the renderings. um because they worked like a landscape arch architect and they were mm -hmm. like this is what we want and we delivered very close to what their goal was and some of the things were a little different because it wasn't the exact rock or the exact color but it was it was as close as we could find within the region within our area within the time frame they wanted it sure so with all those parameters you know she she was like yeah well we, we were kind of expecting this and then they were like well we're, we'll figure this out they ended up taking a second mortgage and then the next project that they did they took out a third mortgage whoa scary yeah don't do that so it's Yeesh. the people that don't have it i've, I've definitely seen that oh the, well the reason they don't have it is because they spend like that yeah so here's how you do it you, you propose the the wish list of the customer they're going to come back and they're gonna be like oh that's too much and you go okay no problem so i already prepared a lesser version for you because i figured this was going to come up but i also prepared what i thought was a dreamscape idea and yeah. we're talking landscaping right now just as an example i always would come at them with three yeah what i thought they wanted one much lower because they're always going to do that to me but no one wants to take lower they yeah. want to spend less but get more everybody's got champagne taste on a beer budget yep that's just normal and then i'd offer them this is the trick offer them something stupid crazy nice because what that does is that then allows the what they originally thought was the high priced version that doesn't feel so high yeah so if you're trying to sell them on the highest tier and it is the highest tier they're they're gonna want to pay less so that kind of goes back to that marketing psychology thing we were talking about yesterday was mm -hmm. the 
the way that you want to do, let's go call it upsells, right, is you always start with the highest price. But if you've taken the time and you've given the effort and you've taken the ability to say, hey, look, I am your friend, right? If you've taken all that time and you've put all this effort in, they're going to do the same thing for you. So highest price first, and then you share the options below it. And then you throw a kind of like, not necessarily curveballs, but you throw what's good in there, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you start with what they want. And then you go with, okay, what, what's the lower end? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what, what would be like, dude, let's go balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. And those three things definitely make it so that, okay, well, what I want is definitely what I want. So let's find a way to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the key to it all. Um, something else that I love to do in the landscape side of things was I always played on safety yeah. and home um, values. Yeah. Because everybody didn't, not everybody that I talked to thought about that. So here's a good one. I love throwing in low voltage lighting at people. Yeah. And they'd always go, well, I, don't, I don't need that. I don't really want that. And I would say, so did you know, statistically, your home is 50% safer with low voltage lighting and the percentage of break-ins is reduced by 70%. Yeah. Just by adding low voltage lighting. And it, it, it will up the value of your home. And they'd go, really? Well, from what I've heard is you get 100% of the value added onto what you did to the property. Mm-hmm. So if you put $2,000 in, you're going to get $2,000 extra out of that value that you put into just spiffing up the home a little bit. Yeah, and I think that... I and think, that, that was more of like a re- realtor statistic that I heard. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a ratio thing. So if like yeah. if you really ramp that up, I think it could go even further. Um, just because people love incredible homes and they they love incredible, if you have a beautiful home with no landscaping, it's pretty shitty. Yeah, it's really not that great. I don't even look at the home if it doesn't have like a nice yard. Yeah, I mean nice grass, all that. So I think that ratio may be just like the tip of the iceberg. I bet you there's a whole lot more to that, a lot more um, amplification in it as as the landscapes get better and better and more str- and stronger. Well, it's like having a pool or a hardscape or you know the a fireplace out back. Yeah, all those things add on to it yeah, in the, a specific manner. What I had learned with pools was pools were like a iffy one because some people like me, I don't know if I want a pool. Yeah. And if I found the perfect house and I had a pool, yeah, I'd I'd probably buy the house. But then it comes with like all this extra work, and I'm like, meh. I love like the fireplaces because you don't need a fireplace. You don't have to maintain a fireplace. You don't need to use a fireplace, but it's there. Yeah. Or a pool requires your attention. Well, that and like now you have the ability to go to granted they're public pools, but like for our marina instance, if you have your boat in a hotel um, slot, mm-hmm. you have free access to the pool, which is nice. Now, granted, I have to go to my parents get the the pass, but there's there's the ability to go to a pool, whether it's a friend or something, and you can go swimming pretty much anywhere you want. So it doesn't have to be in your backyard. Correct. But if you have it, it is a nice amenity. Sure. No, it absolutely is. By the way, guys, um, eh, another pot just came out. Kick your bitch voice in the mouth. Or kick, kick the bitch voice. Oh, kick the bitch voice. <laughs> I just read what I thought it said. That's cool. <laughs> um, my Isn't it interesting buzzed. how your brain fills... Because it's, it wants what it wants, yeah, right. And so my my desire was a certain amount of a certain wording, and that's not what I 
what you'd put, and it's fine. I don't care. Um, but I read what I wanted to read. Yeah. And that's everybody. They see what they want to see, not what actually is reality. So going back to this whole sales thing, guys, it's your job to be the professional, right? It's your job to lead. It's your job to guide. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta you know gauge that customer and understand that some customers don't have a clue what they want. They just kind of want better landscaping or this certain experience or whatever. And then there's other customers are like, I want yellow grass or or whatever. Yeah. Something crazy off the wall. purple elephant. Yeah. They want a purple elephant or they want their front door painted, you know, pink. Paint the door pink. If that's what they ask for, give it to them. And make sure it's the best pink door you've ever painted. And it's the pink that they want. It's the pink that they want. Um, But at the same time, if you're, if you're in like a nail salon, you know, you have to keep people somewhat grounded, somewhat in the rails because you can't have every nail color in you know in the world you have to have a rack full of nail polish and it you say that's what we have that's what we use you have a through z that is your options but you don't have a one through one million correct and you you need and you know like if you're not willing to build somebody a pink elephant in their front yard then you just simply tell them no yeah and and that's sometimes really hard for a newbie for a guy like me i'd be like uh good luck with that see ya on the next one i'm not wasting my time with you i'm gonna go find the customer that's gonna you know fit within the parameters of the company correct somebody else out there can do the pink elephant thing whatever um so okay so now the customer has gotten three quotes from you it's there's a low there's the version that they were basically looking for but it's of course more than they want to spend everything's always more than you want to spend go buy a car right now it's more than you want to spend yeah house car groceries everything's more than you want to spend um fuel (laughs) i just filled my truck up today it was two hundred dollars I was like, oh my God. I don't remember what mine was. It, ugh, I'm going to throw up. Anyway. I think um, I got away in like 97 or something the other day. Right. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's rough. Anyway, so customer has these three options in front of them. First off, you need to be in front of them when you're trying to sell this thing, right? And when you stand there and you talk about these things, ask them, well, which one feels right to you? Yeah. And that will force them to give you an answer. And they go, oh, I don't know. I got to talk to my wife. Well, I understand you have to talk to your wife or you have to talk to your husband, whatever the case may be. But until then, I need to get an idea of what you're looking for so I can better help serve you. Yeah. That's what you tell them. And they go, okay. And they pick, they're like, I really want B, but it's just not in the budget. And then you just simply ask them, well, what's more important? Getting the job done the way you want it or your budget? Yeah. What's what's the, you know, what's the the more important thing to you? And they're going to go, well, probably budget. Most of the time, that's what I heard for 20 plus years. Yeah. And and then you go, okay, well, what if we took this cheaper version and we bumped it up a little bit and we added this, added this, and lost this? Like, what's the last thing that the, the last thing you really care about? And they would say X. And you go, okay. And then you work around that. Sometimes it goes that way. I'd say a lot of, a lot of times it goes that way. But then there's those, those other customers that see that bigger thing and they're like, wow, I didn't think about that that's why you always offer it because you never know they are not landscapers or they're yeah. they're coming to you for whatever service that you're providing and they it could be, could be a massage therapist and they just don't know that let's use massage therapy they don't know that you could run a rub icy hot on them or you don't know that there's cupping you know or they don't know that there's certain this certain type of essential oil that they can rub you know, on your chest that will get rid of a sickness or, yeah, or they don't know the benefits of, you know, massaging this area because it affects this. Yeah. Pulling this Cause like toe. a lot of, you know, a lot of things that happen to your leg affect your back. hundred percent. You know, and not a lot of people think about that. They just think about, I need you to focus on my back. Well, 
how about you know what is it? Um, chiropractor. Yeah, chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seeing one of them and realigning. just ha- having a couple things realigned. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. that nobody really or not. I'm not saying nobody, but not everybody thinks about that. Well, because they're not chiropractors. Exactly. They don't know. So that's why they're coming to you for your profession, whether you're a chiropractor, a massage therapist, a landscaper, a plumber, electrician, whatever. You could just be the employee of one of these businesses. The point to that is, is that you need to become the most valuable asset in that business. So you're basically irreplaceable. Again, it's not about the dollar. It's about being useful, helpful, serving others. Yes, because the thing is, if if you spend the time serving the business, serving the cause, understanding it all, it will in turn, given enough time, it will serve you. Yeah, and the bigger picture will then start becoming Correct. easier, more clear the whole night. Yep. Now, if you're not appreciated the business you're in, then that's unfortunate and you need to get yourself out of that situation. Yeah. I, I know plenty of people that have gone through that and that's terrible, but not every situation is perfect. So keep that in mind. So, okay, so you get this customer, you're trying to help them make a decision the deal is is you want to try to close them as fast as humanly possible don't give them too many outs you with me yeah so you try to nail them down you want to give them a net but not with many big holes correct you still want the water to be able to drain out so all the bs can go but you're still able to hold what you need yep so what you do is you you ask situation you know you ask questions like you know, how can we get this deal done today? Because I'd love to get you on the schedule. My schedule is filling up really quickly. I I really would love to get you in there. Um, but you know what? If if you just can't make a decision today, that's fine. But I've got a bunch of other customers waiting on me. The reason that it took me a few days and you have time slots to choose from is because I'm a busy guy. We're highly desired. And it is imperative that I make sure that the schedule's filled up and that all my customers get the correct amount of attention from me. Yeah. So then you kind of turn it on to the sense of you almost kind of, pressure them into like limited time offers right or like a black friday sale you it's offer only- the scarcity because that's when people act the most in. yes yeah. so if they see that you're not given that ability now correct then it's okay well maybe this is something that i actually have to do- consider now correct and so what you're trying to do is you're just trying to pat them on the butt and get them moving because a little kicking the arse yeah kicking arse is, is the the number one thing that people do and the easiest thing for them to do is what? Do nothing. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it. I watch my father go through it. I watch a bunch of people go through it. And um, it's a silent killer. Doing nothing is a silent killer. Yeah. So your your job is to coax them along, make them feel comfortable, pat them on the butt, say this is going to be okay. It's going to be great. don't smack them too hard. Yeah, yeah. Just say, hey, I can't wait to do this project with you. This is going to be fantastic. This is, this gonna is something be, we're really excited we're about. really excited about it. Exactly. Use those type of words. Just imagine when this thing's all done, imagine how amazing it's going to be. Yeah. That's how you have to sell it. And then you get to say, and oh, by the way, all the money you put into this, this home or take, for instance, buying a, buying a coaching program from someone like me. That is the best money you'll ever spend because you're investing it into yourself and your mind, and that information will never leave you. Shameless plug. It will, yeah, it's a shameless <laughs> plug. It will serve you the rest of your life, and you're doing it based on the fact that you want to make your life better. Yeah. And that's all that we're here doing this podcast for. That's what a lot of other people like Brian uh, Fullerton with uh, Fullerton Unfiltered and his whole deal over there, Entrepreneur Academy, blah, blah, blah. We are here to serve you and give you value, and you need to be able to do the same thing for your customers. So, get the customer signed right away. They're hopefully they're going to sign with you most of the time. If you take this approach, they're going to sign. Yeah. Then, after that, now it's time to plan. You need to set forth. You don't need to sign the paperwork and go. Thanks for your business. I'll let you know. You're an idiot if you do that. 
you need to sit down with them right then and there, even maybe even before you sell to them and you explain to them the schedule. When is this going to happen? What's it going to look like? Does that work for you? I only have a limited slot time slot here. So I remember you're not my only customer. Like yeah. I, I said all those things to my people, my, my customers. And I, you know, I'm not sitting around waiting for your phone call. Just keep that in mind. You want a great company? Great company is going to be busy. Don't forget that. Yeah. They're also going to ask a premium. That's why Multimate's price the way it is because it is a premium product. It is not the Hyundai of the industry. It is the Rolls Royce. It's the Koenigsegg. It's the Koenigsegg. If anybody knows what a Koenigsegg, uh, great. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what it is, just go voice in your phone and say, hey, Google, what is a Koenigsegg? And it's a it would th- been funny if your phone just went hello. Oh, yeah, really. It's it's a $3 million car from Sweden. Um, guy named Christian von Koenigsegg uh, built it, and it's absolutely incredible. Go watch some YouTube videos on it. Um, and he also developed Free Valve and some crazy transmission. It's unbelievable. Anyway, um, so the big thing is is to get that customer to a comfortable spot, tell them what the, the program is going to look like, tell them what the experience is going to look like. So in landscaping, I did one of my last big projects I did. It was like, I don't know, $90,000, $100,000 hardscaping job uh, over in Crownsville, Maryland. And where we were located, it's very hilly where this guy's house was. Yeah. I ended up building a retaining wall that was like 12 foot tall. At the bottom, there was like a, uh, um, it was a set of um, stone, the key, keystone block stairs that came down to this big patio below this this deck um and then there was another retaining wall holding it up because it was like a stared patio kind of thing yeah and i told this guy i don't remember his name let's call him john i said john i just want you to know please tell your wife and your kids your property is gonna look like a war zone for like two weeks there's gonna be dirt flying everywhere your front yard's gonna be destroyed your side yard's gonna be destroyed it is going to be a mess now i'm gonna caution tape it all off stay out of those areas okay his property was 80 bit this is down in um harold harbor okay tiny little the property felt like it was the size of this room we're in yeah super small i couldn't get a skid loader back there i had to go rent a mini skid because i didn't own mini skids when I, I had a bunch of skid loaders but no mini skids um but uh we destroyed this man's property getting all the dirt in and out and cr6 and rc6 and concrete sand and all the stuff back there and it was just big to do and his wife was starting to panic and i had to pull her aside and said listen ma'am <laughs> this is I, I explained this to your husband he's supposed to tell you this is going to be a war zone i promise when i'm done it'll all be graded and seeded and strawed and we're going to be finishing up around the time of year uh this was uh august when we started and we got done with this project end of september so it was like a two-month project, right around that. And then that was the perfect time to seed. I said, don't worry. The time of year that we put in seed down is the perfect time for seed to germinate, blah, blah, blah. Please just hang in there. I understand it's crazy, but we're doing our best to keep your main area where you do your thing clean and clear. And every day I had my guys blow off their property. Yeah. Every day, blow it off, blow it off, blow it off. And that's what I did with every property. Blowing off things is very, very simple. Yeah, you thing. always leave things clean, neat, and... Cleaner than you showed up. Yeah, exactly. Way be- and more than they expect. So anyway, <clears throat> when you're talking to your customer after you sell them, your job ain't over. I learned that the hard way. You've got to sit them down and, and make sure they fully understand the schedule. You tell it to their face. You leave them and you text them. You leave and you email them again. And then every couple of days, you remind them how this is going to go, how this is going to go for a bigger project. If it's a small one-day project, you just keep reminding them, hey, in three days, we're going to show up. In a day, we're going to show up. Hey, yeah can't wait to see you this morning we're very excited about knocking out this mulch job or whatever the yeah, case the guys be. will be there at you know 12 o'clock or something like that or like we'll be there at eight so easy to set up on auto like when you leave 
that project, you have a few things you need to do. And it's setting up those automatic emails so they hit the customer automatically without you doing anything. You can schedule out emails to go out whenever you want. Yeah. It's not hard to do. Um, make sure – here's another – here's a very good tip that I'll, I'll tell you here that I should charge you for, but put emojis in your email uh, titles. Make sure you put that in there. It grabs customers' attention way better. Uh, it makes it fun. Um, be fun. Be people love fun. Yeah. How can you not like fun? So put in a bunch of like goofy faces, you know, emoji faces in your in your email. And yeah, now that it's so readily available, yeah, it's it. You have no excuse. Um, so do stuff like that. When the job is done, walk the project with them. Yeah. I was scared to death to do this for the first ten years of my life. I don't know why I was so scared. I guess I didn't want to be judged. Everybody doesn't want to be judged, but it, people judging is the best thing that can ever happen to you because it's yeah. going to make you better. So walk the property, make sure it's good to go. Or if you're done doing their nails, say, "How do you love them? Do you love your new nails? Yeah. Or a uh, you know your haircut is is it exactly what you came in here for?" And if they're like, "No," then you go, "Well, what can we do to make it better? How can we fix it? Can we you know let me give me some notes to take so next time you come in, I'll know exactly what to do. Here's yeah. my card. Don't forget, I'm Joanne with Lux Haircutter or whatever." right um so it's that it's in that all-encompassing total package that you need to have to to make the customer feel great and then when they're done um what you want is you want that person to become your salesman or your saleswoman to go out there and say oh my god i used kyle with scarlet oak and it was freaking ridiculous yeah like Best customer service I've had everywhere, anywhere. And you know how many people say that to us at Dawson Manufacturing? A lot. A shit ton. Like, people are like, your customer service is ridiculous. Now, I did literally have one guy tell me, he's like, you have the worst customer service I've ever seen in my life. And I was like... Who did you talk to? This was like, yeah, like a year ago. And I'm like, who in the hell did he talk to? Turns out he didn't call us. He called another Dawson Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And out in, like, Michigan, they make car parts or something. And I'm like... Okay, well, his experience is probably crappy, and it's because it wasn't with us. Yeah. So, now you're not going to get everybody. You're not going to hit. You're never going to hit a hundred percent on that one. You just can't do it. If you can get to like ninety-seven percent, I think you're doing something really, really good. Yeah. So you just want the majority. So with that said, guys, that is how I see sales and how I see going through and and selling somebody, giving that full experience, giving you know that that total package. That's going to give them warm and fuzzy feelings and is going to turn them into salespeople and they're going to sing your praises when you're least expecting it. Yeah. That's how you make money while you sleep. One of the ways you can make money while you sleep. An easier way. It's a great way and it costs you nothing other than the fact that you're paying attention. Pay attention and make sure you put your best effort in. Stop scrolling on Instagram and Facebook and mindlessly wasting your life. Doesn't do any good. Jesus, if it's not serving you, why are you doing it? Like... I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Drink more water, uh, go for a walk, and stop scrolling on social media. It's killing you. Anyway, guys, we love you. That's the end of another amazing podcast with us, my uh, CTO, Kyle Parks, and myself, uh, Life in the Fast Lane. We love you. Make sure you uh, visit us at all of our social media platforms, Multimate USA on Instagram, Dawson MFG on Instagram. Follow us, share us, subscribe to us on Multimate uh, on YouTube. Leave us some comments. If you'd like to get in contact with us, our email is hey, H-E-Y, fastlane at gmail.com. Hey, I said that without stuttering this time. <laughs> <laughs> he knows English. I got it. And um, 
make sure if you're looking to get coached, if you want to, if you want somebody that's got your back, that's going to show you how to be more profitable, live a better life, get you to the next level. Uh, I can tell you this, my credentials are, I started with nothing. I have no debt. I have, uh, no investor money and I've been able to grow a business in under five years to an eight figure business. So there's my credentials. And remember you might get kicks in the face. I will. I will. I will personally kick you in the face. You're going to need it. The whole reason you're signing up for this is that I'm going to punch you and make you work harder and take you to a new level, and that's just going to become your new normal. And people are going to ask you, "How the hell did you get there so fast?" Well, I called Nick and had a had a coaching session with him, and he showed me the way to do it, the right way, the right way. So, all right, guys. With that said, we love you, and we'll catch you in the next one. Have a good day, and uh, we'll uh, record you another podcast here in a little bit. That's what we try to do. Love you guys. Catch you later. And Adios. Don't, don't forget to go to ultimateusa.com. Love you guys. Bye.